0: Here we go, guys. Tribune Sports Radio for the 30th of September, 2014. From the seventh floor of the Salt Lake Tribune offices. I'm in mean, the August this company of Mr. Kyle Goon. How you doing, Kyle? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know he's ready to go when the sunglasses come down. Mr. Chris Camerani. The hair's down, too. The hair's down, too. And all oh, friend of the show, back on from sabbatical, uh, Aaron Falk. How you, how you doing, Falk?
1: I am... Ready to do this. Yeah.
0: Are you ready to go back to work? Are you ready to talk to the microphones for three downloads?
1: Um, Is it all up to three? We
0: got to three. My mom started listening. Is that right? Uh, yeah, so we're, I think
2: my mom's a listener. <laughs> so.
0: It's good. Uh, we're definitely in a guest company. Uh, too bad Kevin Warner Morris can't be here today. Uh, he's probably... Taking, is it, though? Yeah, he's taking a knee. I think he went to Katy Perry last night and got to cover that. He tried to get me to go to that show. and it, You know what? The the Katy
2: Perry show? Yeah. Yeah, And you said no? Aaron Aaron would have killed killed me. No, 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 no. You say you're right. You say you're doing something for the paper, man. (laughs) Oh man, I'm I'm upset. I don't think think you're gonna. Didn't
3: just get to go to Katy Perry for free. Would have gotten paid to go to Katy Perry. I just boom. I don't. I I just couldn't couldn't figure out who's who's gonna get get on
0: whose shoulders uh, during (laughs) California Girls. (laughs) 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 Oh man. So let's get the uncomfortable part of the podcast out of the way. Kyle, why does U of U, why did they, well here first off, by the transitive of properties, I'm not a mathematician, but if Nevada can be Washington State at home, but Washington State can be Utah on the road, does this mean Nevada is better than Utah?
3: Uh, you know, I don't really ascribe to that in college football, but I see where you're trying to go. I see how hard you're trying to get there. Uh, I'm pushing, pushing it all. Um, back. but I think what what it kind of kind of comes down to is um, Utah didn't play their best game, and that offense just needs some work. And it probably isn't the offense we thought it was from the first two games. They they played two power five opponents. They scored two offensive touchdowns in those combined games, and and. Dave Christensen and, and Travis Wilson definitely have some big questions to answer this week going against a top 10 opponent in UCLA. So um, we're going to find kind of, we, we're kind of finding the truth through this process of what Utah's offense really is and what it's capable of. And I don't think it's quite as promising as it was at the start of the season.
2: How big of a letdown was it, though? I mean, you were there for the press conference. Was everyone in, was it like a shock factor or? What 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 was the vibe like? Cause Just, to, cause to see Devonte Booker rush for 178 yards. I don't know when the last time Utah had a running back rush for that many yards it in was a game. 2011, yeah, John White. Yeah. So to like have a hollow 178 yard performance at a loss, considering your offense was so bad. I think what did Wilson finish? 18 for 38.
3: Yeah, 18 for 38. So and I'm just
2: wondering what, what maybe the mood was like after, I would imagine, somber. Well,
3: yeah, somber. Cause I, I don't think you can call it shock because it, we all kind of saw it. It was a car crash in, in slow motion, you know? I mean, you, as soon as Washington State scores that touchdown to make it 27-21, everyone's thinking, oh, man, if Utah doesn't score, Washington State can win this game. And, and, that, and that just kind of tells you how far ahead you're we thinking and just where all the momentum was, you know, and, and Connor Halliday just was not being stopped at a certain point. Now, it was a little surprising to see Washington State kind of break out that 81-yard pass and, and, and win the game on that explosive play because Utah, you know, hasn't gotten beat, beaten like that really this year. Um, but it, it, it wasn't anything that that took anyone by surprise. I mean, certainly, Booker had a great game, but, you know, it, everyone could kind of feel that coming. In your opinion, what would it
0: take for Utah to put that final nail in the coffin? You know, like, they had a comfortable lead, yet they gave it up, I mean, could it, is there? Any,
3: literally anything, literally one, and Kyle Whittingham's kind of said as much, literally one play could have made this, if they made, even back in the first half, if Andy Phillips doesn't hook a field goal, they win the game. If if they make one stop at the end of the game on one of those touchdowns, they had two red zone possessions against Washington State on fourth down. They had them on fourth down, and they gave up touchdown passes instead of getting a turnover down. What was the atmosphere
0: yeah. in press row? Were people just going like, oh my God, did you see it coming in that fourth quarter?
3: Yeah. I mean,
0: there's no way you knew they were going to stand for
3: I I mean, you still, you don't assume necessarily that you don't necessarily assume that it it is gonna happen, but you do kind of feel things shift that way as I was was saying a minute ago. I mean, I think there was sort of that that shift where Utah couldn't get anything offensively going consistently um, and they couldn't throw the ball um, and Travis Wilson was off target and there were a couple big drops. um, And yeah, I mean, you can kind of project that, that how come?
2: That was a game where I thought you saw two programs. One that was is totally bought into what it is. It is a Mike Leach team, a team that goes for it on 4th and 14 twice and scores touchdowns on both of those plays. A team that, you know, Connor Halliday is going to drop back for 60 throws a game and complete at least 35 to 40 to give them a chance to be in a game. Whereas Utah, I just don't – I still don't understand what they're trying to do. I think – I think now the seventh offensive coordinator in seven years whatever that is I think that that was a game where that was once again the the case of Um, new verbiage just a lot of new different things and I think it I'm not blaming that but I'm saying that you know, you have a clear identity of what you want to be as, a, as an offense and as a program, and I think Utah is still searching for that, and they have. Well, well it must, it must have
0: the core. I mean, all the good vibes they've uh, picked up in Michigan is now gone. And this was, by, by all accounts, a winnable game for them. Now, getting. It the, was a must win because now they're they're going. they
2: need three games to get bull eligible, and well, their next five are against teams that they might, that they probably will lose to. Yeah, I mean, it's insane.
0: You know, so like, uh, who do they have? USC next?
2: No, they got UCLA next, UCLA. and then they have. Who do they
3: have in Oregon Kyle? They got Oregon State after a okay. bye. Okay, so they so have a bye. So Oregon day. State is winnable, and um, but they are getting their receivers healthy again. Victor Bolden is probably going to be healthy by the time that game rolls around. So uh, Oregon State may not be the team that didn't score an offensive touchdown against USC this week.
2: But so. they're also facing Sean Mannion, who came to Rice-Eccles Stadium last year and. Was, was doing a, surgery, man. Just up. wide open all game, just hitting guys left and right. Then after that, they have Stanford, then Oregon. I don't know in what order, and then USC in there as well, and Arizona State. Arizona State.
3: Uh, yeah, and, and so it's really the gamut. I mean, there's there's four ranked teams left on the schedule. So, so in your a professional opinion, team, is it time yeah, just to start perfect. covering Utah
0: basketball?
2: Media days Monday. Wow, <laughs> That is not what I said. <laughs> but no, I'm. I think
3: the. I, th- I think we're just saying the gauntlet has been set. I mean, you know, and probably this game, this next game, is gonna determine a lot about what the youths can do. I mean, there there's no, there there's really, um, not an opponent you can you can really get up harder for. You know, I mean, it's like. If if you can't bring it for UCLA, who are you gonna bring it for? Um, You gotta gotta give them your best shot. And I think what we'll see is what is Utah's best shot. Now UCLA just had a a pretty terrible um, defensive game by yardage standards where they gave up, what, something like 600 some yards of offense against Arizona State. So there's holes there, but the problem with UCLA is they're really good at generating turnovers they have three defensive touchdowns this year, um, three or four actually, um, and a special teams touchdown this year. So they're really good at kind of getting winning the turnover margin and and um, forcing their opponents to pay for mistakes.
1: And that Arizona State game was just explosive play after explosive play for them too. So it, it's yeah. it's tough. That, that's that's going to be a tough one for them to bottle up.
3: Yeah, it's it's definitely a tricky game. Um, you know, and I wouldn't say know hey well the season's over because I do think Utah certainly does have the talent I mean maybe we were the conversation is a little different if Travis Wilson completes that one pass to Drez that Drez dropped and that was six that was
2: six man clear path yeah
3: how How bad bad was the conditions out there for
2: um, it well, was bad, but it was good enough for Connor Halliday yeah, to was, c- was, complete 39. Teams. Okay. Now,
3: now, let's just also think about back to that first well, quarter. I, out for the you, Chris. Yeah. I mean, that first, that first quarter, I mean, you know, Washington State had all the screw-ups you could possibly endure in a game. And it's like, you know, he, Connor Halliday had two picks. He, he had a pick six. Um, even in the third quarter, he a ball just slipped out of his hand for no discernible reason. And the Utes were able to recover it and that was a huge play for them But you know, he did throw four touchdowns in wet weather and they're a mainly passing offense And he was able to pass for 417 yards It's I mean, there's and and Whittingham said as much. I mean, you can say the weather is a factor But it was the same factor for both teams mm-hmm. So I mean, it's I, I, I don't know what you what was wrong with Travis. I don't think we fully to what was going on with Travis in the game. Do you have a sense of who Travis is? I mean,
0: can you, is he the kind of leader that's gonna be able to, to like, want not just want to write the ship, but has the leadership to be able to, you know, to both physically perform on the field and get the, uh, you know, just get his offense on the same page?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's considered a leader in the locker room, uh, and, and- And if I'm not saying he's not one of the captains this year. He's not one of the captains he was last year he's still considered a sort of a leader figure um for sure so i think the coaching staff has confidence in his leadership ability i think his teammates have confidence in his leadership ability i think what we have to worry about is his throwing ability i think you know he he he's he surely on on uh, saturday didn't show the ability to complete a lot of passes that maybe in other situations against other teams he has but he didn't do it when it counted, and, and they weren't able to make those connections, and, and that's a big deal, uh, you know? And Travis just has to throw better than he did on Saturday, and everyone from Whittingham on down is gonna admit that.
1: I like I like when the like debate turns to tangibles, actually, because we hear all, all this crap about, oh, this guy's got intangibles here and there. It comes down to actually throwing the damn ball catching the damn ball and scoring more than one offensive touch. Yeah,
3: it's it, and, and he wasn't doing it. I mean, you know, just even on, like, a crossing route to Wesley Tonga, I won't forget when Wesley's, like, got five feet of separation. He's maybe, like, seven yards in front of Travis, and Travis, like, throws a bullet, like, right behind him. It's like, you, you can't throw like that. Uh, and I'm not saying that he's incapable of making those passes, but he certainly didn't show that ability on Saturday, and... Everybody agrees. And, unfortunately for Utah, they're playing a UCLA
2: team who probably figured it out after, like, three games to start the year against. Decent opponents. I mean, they barely beat Virginia, Texas, and Kyle, who's the third one? Someone weird. Bryce, um, Memphis. 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 So, and they go down to Arizona State and put up 62 in Tempe. So, unfortunately for Utah, they're playing a team that's, that's kind of on a roll, and Brett Hundley is showed who he is in that game. So it's going to be it's gonna be a really interesting game, but there's going to be no, like, weather factor. I looked at the weather. It's supposed to be 92 in Pasadena on Saturday. So no rain.
3: I'm sure we'll no hear wind. about the heat. Right. Yeah, a lot of heat. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of – all right, so going from Utah. Speaking I, of heat. Yeah.
0: No, I uh, – I don't get a chance to watch a lot of RSL's games from opening whistle to the last one, but uh, Chris, uh, pretty disappointing in a must-tie game that we talked about. Must-tie. Must-tie, Must and RSL, they just let it slip away. Um, what's uh, Was it Ramondo not being in goal? I mean, just, no,
2: Attenell had a great game. He, at, at, at the, besides this in the PK, which was yeah, yeah, a, a, a coin toss. No, yeah, well, he, he had a PK save. He had two. Yeah. Vancouver had two in that game. He blocked one, yeah. and then they scored another. You don't really see it. one team get two PK calls against them in a game. That's pretty rare. Um, but Kassar said yesterday that they lost, um, you know, some, somewhere between the you know the first and second half, they lost their ability to, to play soccer. The soccer wasn't good is, ha- is what they say. Um, and against a team like Vancouver, who's just young and fast, if you don't really keep the ball away from them, they're going to they're gonna charge at you, they're going to dispossess you, and then they're going to go on a counterattack, and that's what teams have figured out. They can do against RSL in order to to get results. So you know, I mean, to to not even get a result up one zero, I think in the 58th or 59th minute, that's tough. Especially considering Dallas is one point behind them in the in the third for the third spot in the West now. So now you go into this game against Chivas on Sunday. Kassar called it a must win. I think every game is a must win for the for the remainder of the season. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting times for sure. in Um, in Real Salt Lake. As a fan of of
0: soccer, were you disappointed in the results? Uh, Not just with your requirements of watching ourselves. Did you see them?
3: look Because they looked physically like they were slipping. They they looked a little gassed. They looked
2: a little gassed. But um, I I have to give credit to Vancouver because I thought they played a great second half. Um, Is there any hangover from the World Cup? Um, You could say maybe. I mean, that was Ramondo's first game off since coming back from the World Cup in... I think ju- the Fourth of July was their first game back, so that's about two and a half months straight of games. And Beckerman still hasn't had a game off since coming back. So, um, and I think that's more of a league-wide thing. Um, guys at Kansas Sporting Kansas City, uh, Graham Zucci and Matt Beasley haven't played well since coming back. It's a it's a taxing year. I mean, they were they were in Brazil for a camp in January, then yeah. they go through these qualifiers and then preparation games. Then you go to Brazil for six weeks and then come back and you know hop right back on the horse. So it's it's interesting, for sure. A lot of a lot of guys who played in Brazil um, definitely are starting to look a little tired, I think, across the landscape of MOS, not just Real Salt Lake. What's well, the, so for them to run for
0: the cup, uh, is it, do they have to win out the?
2: No, 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 They they can clinch this weekend with a win or with a Dallas loss hmm. or with a Portland draw or loss. Hmm. So we're entering the realm of a lot of stuff can happen and I don't really know okay. how. All right, that's it. Uh, so now
0: that we've got all the preliminary uh, stuff that we need to talk about What you guys cover and stuff like that, Uh, are guys familiar with Bill Simmons, a fellow podcaster. And uh, have you heard about what happened Boom. to him? All right. Mm. Huh? So uh, anyway, I'm a fan of the show. do listen to it and stuff like that. He has this thing with uh, uh, this guy named Cousins where he guests the NFL lines. Uh, you know, basically, it's a, gaming, it's a gambling podcast where he basically guest right. threats and stuff like that. And about halfway through it, uh, he throws a bit of a tirade going into uh, Goodell accusing him of being a liar, unable to, you know, he's was super liar which is essentially he not it down. Either he wasn't uh, managing shop well enough, or he uh, saw the Ray Rice video footage and then basically, you know, looked, looked the other way. Uh, and then he challenged his employers to suspend him, ESPN, and they uh, didn't want him better. They suspended him three games, you know, and uh, taken him off his Grantland beat and stuff. So. But uh, as professional newsman, what, when you heard about this, what were some of your reactions? Was he, just, is he uh, sorry, ESPN justified in suspending him? Are these concerns that you have when performing your duties? Uh, does it make it hard for journalists to kind of ask really tough questions or make accusations, you know? Um, because essentially, all of ESPN is a commentator, you know? There's, there's guys that, you know, give stats and figures, but at the end of the day, you're, they're, they're getting paid for their opinion. What, what do you think, Aaron?
1: I mean, well, there's also some really good reporters at ESPN, but yeah, I mean, I, I, but I serving, but yeah, but, no, but that's, that's, right. that's that's neither here nor there. Um, I think it's it's difficult because you can say, all right, the opinion part, Roger Goodell is stupid, and and I think we can all have all kind of the same reaction. This was even before we were talking about this video coming out. It was. This was exactly what everyone thought it was, right? I mean, it was Ray Rice throwing a punch. So you can say that that you know whatever the case with the video was, you know Roger Goodell or whatever did did not do their their job in this. I think calling him a liar is probably the the more troublesome Reason, part line,
0: can't in possible. in
1: this. I mean, it's just because he has. I mean, is it is it possible? Sure, but he but Bill Simmons has, as far as he expressed, no proof of. You know, f- firm proof that he was a liar. Um, so I think I think that's that's a troubling part. The other troubling part is that it's ESPN and they're uh, they they benefit from the NFL. They have an NFL broadcasting contract, yeah, yeah. and so it's 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 tough to uh, get a, a clean journalistic line that way when you are sort of in in bed with with a multi billion dollar you know and you're you're making that much money off of the NFL. So well, well,
3: well I oh, I just want to say. Uh... A lot of the takes I've seen is is not just the the profanity or even necessarily calling Goodell a liar because I think if you've read Bill Simmons, you know he kind of has a penchant for coming up with uh, very complex cons- conspiracy theories that he has no justification or proof for. Daniel um, Ainge is trying to
2: bring Ben Roethlisberger to cool. the Celtics. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, uh,
3: one of his famous ones that he's advocated forever is. Um, that Patrick Ewing was given to the Knicks um, by the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think what, what really is maybe the most meaningful part of the transcript is when he says, you know, who, whoever wants to say, I'm, I'm in trouble for saying this stuff, I dare you, which is sort of a direct shot at his bosses at ESPN, you know.
1: And he's had problems with, he been yeah, suspended before. Yeah. He's
3: been suspended for Twitter comments before. So I mean, ESPN is at a point where you know they've they've kind of in the last year, if you look, I mean, from especially Stephen A. Smith, Stephen. they've had a lot of their commentators kind of hold them like be silent for a while for for saying different things. And I think the biggest thing that Bill Simmons did was kind of ch- say that he was bigger than the brand, bigger than ESPN, and, and that he wasn't going to get in trouble for uh, basically cursing out and, and and accusing Roger Goodell of being a liar. Do you think something like
0: this uh, validates the format of podcasting? You know, because obviously, it's is, is the podcast now reached a point where it's just part of the uh, media experience. Sure.
1: Does your mom subscribe to the BS Report? No, but she loves Tribune Sports Radio. She's one of our three listeners.
4: Please leave Mrs. Raskin okay. out of it.
0: Okay. Um, okay, let me ask you another question, Chris. It's like uh, obviously, in the locker room, you hear things. You know, like you get, to, and you're privy to a lot of information that I think a lot of your readers. Really would give an arm a leg
2: yeah. here, and then you you, you have, have to make, make a decision whether or not to yeah. keep it or chuck it. Well, there's a, there's a great point. The, the Giants actually said they weren't gonna talk to a B writer after he reported that Sergio Romo and, uh, and Sean Dunstan got into this big hub hub down in LA. And this guy's been covering the team, I think, for almost 20 years. And he was there, I, I'm pretty sure he saw it, so it's hard to not report what you see directly. Um, but he reported it, and then the next day, a bunch of veterans said, "We're not going to talk to this guy." So it, is, so there is, there is this thing that goes into a, a beat writer and a reporter and a columnist. They're, they're different. If you're on a beat, you have to be careful of what you report because, unfortunately, if you piss people off, you're you're yanked out of locker room. it's not that you're yanked. You just didn't you know, know because you, it's, uh, it's, it's a matter of access. maybe it's a matter of maybe putting sources or or your go-to quote after they've lost seven games in a row, putting that on ice a little bit. So I think these guys know more than me because so I don't know anything, but um, it is interesting. It is an interesting thing being on a beat as opposed to being a national guy who can show up and... Talk to people for two days and then write this big long story, or being a columnist who can go and say so and so is an awful offensive lineman or an awful center back or an awful
4: small forward. Uh, there, uh, there is value though as a reporter in deciding what is and what isn't news. I mean, when you look at Michael Sam, the linebacker at Missouri, my understanding is it was fairly well known amongst those covering the Missouri football team that Michael Sam was gay, but they decided that wasn't a story that they were going to tell, and. You know, you, you brought up the fight in the with the Giants. That's one where, as a journalist, you have to decide is this newsworthy? It, it, who's going to care now? Michael Sam. A lot of people would have cared, but they they made that decision not to. You you do have to make those decisions, and a lot of times it isn't it isn't um, stories of that magnitude like the Michael Sam one, where that would be a national story as it became when it did get told. But yeah, you know, if let's say you are in the RSL locker room and Ramondo, you know jokingly, or throws a punch at, say, Beckerman. Well, you kind of have to – I don't know. I, he probably wouldn't land it. But, you know, you, then you have to make the call. Well, were they just messing around? Was it serious? Is it – what is it? And do is that a story to tell? And there are repercussions to telling stories, like you were just saying. You might get shut out of the locker room. You might get shut out by sources. Um, it's, all, it's all decisions you have to make as a reporter. What
3: about, like, There's a hypothetical –
4: who, oh, who's yeah. he? Who's he? Oh. Kevin Winters Morris. Oh yeah.
3: It's uh
0: Mr. Katy Perry, Kevin Winters Morris. Dude.
4: Hey. 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 Uh, well, hey man, but you did not let anyone else
2: here except that guy know that you were doing that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty
3: upset about it.
4: Unfortunately, uh, Mr. Raskin had the chance. I passed it up to go with me last night. Biggest mistake of his life. Biggest mistake. Was it that good? Oh my goodness gracious grandmothers! It was magical. <laughs> Absolutely magical. <laughs> did she? Was she I, glimmering on here, here's the thing here's the thing about katie perry yeah we'll get back to your Utes football goon hold on hold your horses <laughs> all right i don't care if you can't stand her music from a pure show standpoint as a production fantastic the
0: theatrics is wonderful
4: oh booker in vegas it's done how beautiful is she oh i i didn't even notice i was too busy listening to the songs it was incredible. It was incredible. I mean, there's there are lights everywhere. There's fire. She's disappearing in one spot and di- appearing 50 yeah, yeah. feet down the stage. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one
3: here who hasn't written a concert.
4: review. That was my first. It was only my second That's concert in my life.
3: I haven't, I haven't done one yet.
4: It's, uh, I'll tell you. I would do it again. It was phenomenal. It was a great show. It was a great time. It was fun.
3: I'm waiting for Tears for Fears. <laughs>
4: top, all right, top <laughs> show, Chris. From Chris. From Chris. Right, which, which show? Any show you get to decide. It's They they all have to be alive, so you can't go with like the Beatles. Top show that you would pick to go review so that you could see it up close? Doctors, Falk? Nah,
2: maybe Third Eye Blind. That'd be a good one.
4: You sure? No. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. Third eye see, blind see, I think I you're think you.
2: Simon and Garfunkel, no, right? no, no. No. They would have to
4: merge again. No, they're they're just gonna be on the stage playing. See, you yeah, need the I production. You,
0: do you don't want to actually have a band that you're madly in love with. Like I, as much as I love Pearl Jam, that'd be the last band I'd ever want to want to cover. I think you would want to be like Wu Tang Clan.
4: Public enemy. Public Man, enemy. You you want a production. You don't want just the music. You need a production. You
0: telling
3: me Wu Tang wouldn't bring it?
4: Uh, well, maybe.
3: Are you telling me you <laughs> didn't go to the Wu Tang concert <laughs> that was Science this was awesome summer? Also, I'm in art wearing
2: turtlenecks at the
3: Delta uh, Center. Do you uh, think Remember, remember okay. when I had Wu-Tang tickets this summer, and none of you jokers wanted to go to that? I summer? did not get that email. Yeah,
4: I was yeah. not invited. I
3: think I was watching a World Cup game, to be fair.
4: Yeah. No, no, you I'll weren't. Cash
2: rules? What's cool. happening? Uh,
4: Falk, <laughs> Falk what show are you going to go to? Any show. You get to pick it. Who is it? Yeah, has to be like a current uh, they have to be alive.
2: Are you guys said Led Zeppelin.
4: All right. Wow, that's actually pretty cool.
2: How can he oh, get Led Zeppelin uh, and I can't get. Simon and
4: Garfunkel. No, you, I, I told you you're good. Simon
3: Garfunkel's lame, you know, for, for better word. I w- I'd actually Off watch the, the uh, remake <laughs> Queen. I've heard good things about the new the new version of Queen. Are
0: you thinking about Journey with the, the Filipino guys, the lead singer?
3: No, it said Queen. Queen? It's a different word.
2: <laughs> if, now, if, if, we were, if
0: we were dead, that would be Queen. Oh, Adam Levine <laughs> is the new lead singer of Queen, right?
3: No, not Adam Levine, no. That's not... Yeah, uh, I don't the know.
0: Script. Yeah, we've definitely lost. Hey,
3: so, um, but I wanted to touch on, uh, you know, we were talking about beat writers and sensitive stories. I just want to t- touch on a hypothetical. If you have a, a team with a young player and that player releases a, a picture
4: oh, no. <laughs> really, on his really Instagram
3: good or Twitter of maybe something inappropriate. Like, I mean, I do, mean you me on <laughs> do you report Body parts. Do you – like Aaron, flood. what would you transition? do? Yeah, transition? Is that a transition? <laughs> That was transition. <laughs> Not
4: a very good one. First
3: of all, Adam Lambert says he's crazy. with Adam Lambert. <laughs> I like the Adam part,
4: right? And. <laughs> and. <laughs> and.
1: Um, so, all right, That's, it, the the. There are a couple of things about this that, that – Basically the jazz kind of trying to get out in front of, yesterday was media day. And that's the best way to handle it in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, Sunday night these photos start spreading around the internet, Twitter, and people are saying, Craig Burke, oh wow, what's happening, you know. And I I check my timeline, I think. Guys in trouble. Yeah, no, exactly. Your I
2: first is I hope he's a, I hope nothing bad happens. You're saying
0: you're be like, "Oh, a DUI might have gotten into a car accident, busted with a pound and a half of but heroin at the event. airport." And
1: then it, it is what we all know it is now. There were some nude photos um, that were leaked. I guess. Um, oh, this is such a. And it's and it, and, and, and I, here, here's why. Especially now, I think you have to ask about it because one, it's. There's a generational thing here that's yeah. going on where people take nude photographs of themselves. I don't know that anyone in this room necessarily does. I
4: For the sake of humanity, I'll never do I, it. I
3: don't, I, think, I think time has taught us that you can't use anything. Yeah, you, you just can't. But you can't do that. I just, I
1: what we had, two weeks ago, whatever it is, we have this iCloud hack. And it's, this, it's a serious question of, of invasion of privacy... In, in an internet age, yeah. and so you have to ask because one, like we we don't know is this is this someone that's just spreading a, a, a lie? But this mm-hmm. is not you. It's, it's a headless photo, first of yeah. all, yeah. and then two, is it something insidious? Is this is this some that's been stolen? Something mm-hmm. you know? I mean, are you? It's, there's a way to, to look at this as to, you know. In a way, Trey Burke was a victim of something. What he ended up saying was these were old photographs. He sent to someone I guess they were meant to be kept private they were obviously not kept private it so it, then you know there was a violation of whatever I guess at least this, this kind of social contract that you have when you send a naked photo to someone
0: I just I you talk about a generational thing I'm going to assume everybody under the age of 30 is taken a nude photo and transmitted electronically and I'm just using it as a baseline I'm one years old yep yeah, <laughs> no, that's
3: that probably safe
0: no but I mean it's CK, I don't want to put you on the airway. Right? But I think it's one of those <laughs> things where there's a Victorian era where, you know, like you don't want to get busted with, uh, not, not, busted's not even the right word for it, you know? It's like, it was inappropriately used, you, you
2: know? Like,
0: if I choose to say, you know, uh, dump pics to you know my lady friend that's between me and her
3: and whatever she does with it i hopefully there's a probably lose her lunch i think i think think we all know now that the safest way is through the u.s postal service just (laughs) send send, uh, pictures that way
2: everyone has a private life i mean you can't you can't go back a hundred years and think there weren't spooky things being
4: sent in the mail yeah the pony express yeah yeah well, it's – From
2: Cody. Stop. From Cody to <laughs> Cheyenne.
4: <laughs> that poor guy. Well, it, it
0: used to be one of those movie montage things where the guy's working in a photo hut, and all he's doing is flipping through every people's photos, and then if he sees a sure. naked one, he sure. throws it in his like pocket. Tommy Chong, from that right. right. 70s shit. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's – yeah, but –
1: In the end, Trey Burke comes out and apologizes for this, okay? And, and I got a, a strong reaction from a number of people who were like, why does Trey have to apologize for this? Well, I don't know that he has. He just did, all right? That's what happened. He apologized for it. He apologized probably because he feel a little embarrassed. Right. Um, he ap- apologized to his family, his teammates, the Millers, and says, you know, b- basically, what have we said already? I mean, old photographs, not meant to get out. You know, he's going to try to use better judgment. He, it, it's a personal, it's a personal thing. I mean, Is, you know, let me ask he, you a question:
0: you know, Is Burke a 57-year-old married man with 12 kids and six grandkids?
1: He's a 21-year-old man. With
0: one child. Oh okay, and uh, is he dirt broke? I mean, does he have like six dollars to his name, or? You no, know, I
1: haven't checked his bank
0: account. But he's probably doing pretty well. Maybe he's had a little fun with the, the fruits of, of his labor. He could, and that's the that's the point. Sometimes. I get to this to. It's like, I mean, th- there's a part where if it's innocuous and doesn't hurt anybody,
1: who cares? It's, Did he break a
4: law? Yeah. No, no he no. took a yeah. picture of he himself. Bad the other,
1: taste. But the other part but about this is, it, is it? Why do you have to report on it? Because we were I didn't see the, the, the picture. I wrote a story about this, it's in the newspaper, okay? And it's kind of like, why do you have to report about this? Do you have to report about everything? This is a conversation that I had with, with someone, I don't know if he wants me to use his name, but do you have to report about everything that is just just because it's being said on the internet, just because something exists on the internet, or exists and people are talking about it, do you have to report on it? And I would, I would argue that the reason that we did write it and that I, you know, that I wrote that story is a- as an explainer, because, now people know why those photos exist, at least. I mean, he came out and, and apologized, but people know, hey, this wasn't something that he posted on the internet. This wasn't something, you know, it, it, it at least give some explanation if you ever happen to be
2: doing a Google image search and stumble upon that. So the real question is, how was media? Did? It was a cluster. Oh, <laughs> right. what, how, much of, how much of this
4: was going on? Yeah, a lot of people like can see. Tired from,
1: from like five rows back. Um, you need you're your you're going to get in mid-season
3: form eventually.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm coming in out of shape. Um, it it was really fast-paced. Two, I mean, two interviews going on at a time. I mean, Randridge starts I mean, midway through. Dennis Lindsay's going back and forth until you're down to the last guy.
4: Around a very small table.
1: Not a table. Standing. Oh. Standing, you know, and, and so it's it's... And I'll tell you what, I went back there today, and there was, you know, in the still kind of in the height right? The height part of, of a new season. The Jazz, we talked about all this disappointment. The Jazz is the only team that haven't disappointed you on this podcast yet because they have not lost a game. <laughs> um, but there were, uh, you know, a third of us there today. And it's going to die down even a little bit more a- as we go on. So it, it was, for me, for someone who's going to be around that team every day, more or less, for six months. I mean, it's it's you know it's fun to get back into
4: the swing of things, but how useful is it in some ways? Isn't that the worst uh, out of everything that you do as a beat reporter during the course of the year? Isn't that the worst thing? That isn't Media Day the worst because it is. There, are, there's probably forty to fifty people there, all crammed into this small little space, trying to talk to two people and. Questions.
2: Right. Is there any new jump shot
4: stuff going on? Oh, there? and by the way, if you need to talk to Derek Favors, he's talking at the same time as Gordon, and you can't get them both. Is there anything worse? It's it's tough in, in that way. And, and, you know, and one, we don't know anything about, you know,
0: anyways, we can do, ask these guys about what they're going to do. Everyone's going to, everyone's stressing defense, by the way. Right. Everyone, Transitory defense. Transition. 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 Transitory. It's here,
4: problem, it's there. Transi- I got in the bad on the brain on this one. <laughs> you know, it's,
0: What was the best laugh of the day?
1: Ennis. Ennis, was all, Ennis is usually the best laugh of the day. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he, he, he was just so... Ennis, just so <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did he talk happy? about Cheesecake Factory? No, he did not talk about the Cheesecake Factory. He um, he was stoked on that, that Quinn Snyder has given him the green, green light to shoot three-pointers this year. Which, by the way, he's taken one three-pointer a year for his
4: First three. <laughs> made any? Made one. Uh, that's good percentage. Thirty three. You should go back
2: and find that one shot he made and do like a, a thirty for thirty. Yeah, yeah. An <laughs> oral history of Grantland
0: <laughs> <laughs> Break it down. Click of the wrist I was taking passes from Thurl Bailey. Uh
1: you know Look, they, uh, they were better than my passes to
0: Thurl Bailey. <laughs> for uh for our three listeners and my mom, uh why were yeah. you taking passes? My mom too. Oh, and Chris's mom Oh
4: really? Yeah. Oh, how's she doing up there <laughs> in heber <laughs> Oh, great.
0: Uh, what was it? Was it a three-on-three three game, or was it a...
1: No, it was the, the Jazz on, you know, last week did a media training camp, mm-hmm. um, you know, 40, 50 out-of-shape um Beards and glasses? Yeah, <laughs> I think there were only two of us with glasses, uh. me and Andy Larson. And um, Jim Burton from the Standard Examiner took his glasses off, though he could not see him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor
4: guy. Nice fella. <laughs>
1: we did, We did, uh, what was useful was, you know, Quinn kind of walked us through some parts of his offense. Um, and then, you know, they made us bad dudes run drills, um, and show off how bad our jump shots are.
0: Were you just we, sweating and and whiskey out there? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> then we played a little, uh, like a five on five on five thing. How'd you do? <laughs> how did I do? Um...
3: A, give an honest assessment of your performance.
2: Uh, awful. Uh, <laughs> one to ten. <laughs> well,
3: it started with the wardrobe. Aaron was wearing a T-shirt under his jersey. Oh, boo! Like, like some <laughs> kind of grandpa over here. You, you don't <laughs> see these
1: arms. I was trying to do everyone a favor. Seeing how many cameras there were in that room and how many people just were so unashamed about that, I was trying to, you know, really elevate the uh, the
0: class. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Um, I. Did
0: you score any buckets? Oh Did my you
4: get God. close?
0: <laughs> That's a long pause.
1: pause. <laughs> I, I, hit, I hit a couple of shots, basically you're doing, like, these shooting drills, okay, and to start with, and, like, the first team to make ten shots or five shots oh. would, would win each drill. And we were we were at, like, three shots, but when the other team made ten, and it looked over, and it was, like, who's on the team? Britton Johnson, and Thurl Bailey. <laughs> and it was, like, me, Jody Gennessey from the Deseret <laughs> News, um, Jeremiah, it was, you know, we we're just like clanking these guys, <laughs> and they have two. X they pros had Thurl
3: and Britain? Yeah. So for this, how are part, they allowed? <laughs> to? They <laughs> should have they like, like a height limit. Split
1: up into um, one X Pro on each team, and we for this final scrimmage type of a thing, right? Uh
3: huh. And, and you had Thurl. Thurl,
1: that's why I was doing that. So that what my my. The finest moment yes. was we had to do this kind of drill, uh, you know, just kind of dummy offense, you know, make making a few passes, you're running through a couple of picks, and um, and, and then finally you, you get the ball past you for a corner three point. Okay. And we had some the first couple people that ran it had some struggles <laughs> running the I ran it, and I ran this thing, I will say, flawless. <laughs> girl will say, run it tighter. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, ran it, I ran it pretty well, well enough that I hear behind me, all right, Aaron, and it's Dennis Lindsay, the <laughs> <team> <laughs> who, who was hyped on how good I ran this drill, okay? and then So then you, get, you do the, the drill, step back, catch the ball for a three-pointer, And
3: I nailed that corner three right right in front of Dennis and
1: Justin Zanuck. It was probably the only good thing I did. Fortunately, they were there to watch
3: it. That's how you know a person grew up in Utah. Can he nail the corner three? (laughs) Yeah, he's done it a million times in the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) And then on the next station, I missed like
1: 10 curls in in front of Brad Jones, who was just about ready to kill Uh, me. Was
0: Tony Jones there? Tony was there. How, how how was his game?
1: Tony, no, I don't, I don't know. How do we say this? Wow. Tony actually, Tony actually can play basketball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, was like, he was one of the three people
0: there who could. Did, uh, was he? Who's here? got the best
4: game? Who has the yeah, best was, game uh, there? Out of out of like oh, the media, the real the yeah, politics, yeah, not like thorough because you know. Um, let's think. Well, I mean, figure, honestly, give give us the Mount Rushmore. You know if Tony uh, has. <laughs> <laughs> He dribbled. Okay, well, <laughs> put him up there. Apparently, that was not easy for everyone. He did
1: not kick the ball at any time? No. You know, he he made a shot, which was more than a lot of people did. Um, you know, it's, the bar is pretty low. But he looked, and, and when you're running five on five with people that
4: don't play, haven't played, you know, it's not easy. To, it's just a mess. Anyone put Tony on the floor? No. Oh, I no, would have. No. I absolutely would have. That's fine. I would have caught him at some point. It, does, it doesn't matter if it, it was playing. If play had stopped, I still would have put Can Tony on the Tony floor. Can
3: Tony take on John Lucas III right uh, now? no. <laughs> <laughs> we both have
4: same amount of NBA contracts. The ooh, ooh, that was harsh. Uh, no, it was. Yeah. But, I mean...
3: I w- Sometimes I wish that uh, Larry would run something like that for the youths, and then I remember, well, if there's any slim chance that Larry Krasowiak will ever respect me, it would evaporate. The second I I take the court. At the same
1: time, it's like, am I going to be the the poor sport who doesn't go out there?
3: Well, how many sweatbands were you wearing? None. Well, that's your first
4: problem. (laughs) Yeah. Were you one of those
3: guys who wore these? Oh, yeah. Um, Oh,
4: yeah. You gotta you gotta keep the the shooting hand warm, Kyle. Keep the shooting hand warm. I didn't
3: play. I just I just did the look. That's
4: all. Yep, yep. Kyle showed up to cheer with the sleeve on his arm. Got to keep that warm for the clapping. Show
3: the show when they're fouling me.
4: Mm-hmm. Back. Boom. Boom. Ask, should ask, uh, I should ask. I to see if he put us through a RSL. Boot camp. That'd be really oh, that'd be fun. tremendous. So I that'd I be I, I would absolutely do that. I I would do that.
3: A boot camp. Dude, Jeff would come on this podcast. I
4: I'll, I'll tell you right now. I want to I want to have a uh, goalie off with Ramondo, Jeff, and myself. We'll see who wins. However, I get to defend a hockey goal. They have to defend a soccer goal. Oh yeah. Oh gar- Oh, there are so many professional goalies. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: That's suicide. I don't need that. Do you so have children? That... <laughs> uh, and, they'll
4: fr- from... and they'll learn to
0: play goalie. I'll tell you right now. Yeah.
4: I'll tell you right now that it is possible I would jump out of the way and scream like many of the young girls at the concert last night, the Katy Perry concert, which brings us full circle. You see that?
0: It brings us half circle. You walk in. half All right, fair enough. No, I didn't.
2: Utah's schedule.
4: Yeah. Nah. Well, what else did, we did we talk about? about my BYU Cougars? No. Nah, or they had bye week. A Not you a can chance. We can't talk
3: about uh, your Syracuse Taysman Orange, which uh, fell to the, the mighty Maryland Terrapins a couple weeks ago.
4: No, no, we can't. We can't. Oh, look at that. We're running out of time, Kyle. Sorry. Wow, it really
0: is. We're at the 45-minute mark. Yeah. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, if you can. Go to uh, iTunes, uh, Trib Sports Radio. Just give us – the deal that we've made with you is the five-star review, but you can write the worst – Brutally honest. review on us. <laughs> and but don't we, send us any pictures of any kind of view. I would take a little more of that. Uh, obviously, go to the saltlaketrib.com. Uh, that's where you can find the – That
4: would be sltrib.com. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, so,
0: so yeah. Get L- the Salt Lake Tribune. Look at uh, – all these guys are working their tails off on it. It's good to have Falk back. Chris, we'll see how the uh, RSL will be going. Kyle, University of Utah. And uh, I guess when Lady Gaga comes to town, Kevin's back on the I podcast. missed that. She
4: was already here. I, I've got a couple people in mind I'm looking forward to coming to see. Okay.
0: Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
4: Bye, Mrs.